Welcome to Wear Who You Are, a podcast that takes the fear out of fashion and holds space for everyone to explore how to connect your authenticity with your personal style. I'm your host, Natalie Tincher, founder of BU Style, expert style strategist, and your enthusiastic friend and safe space of support. I believe that every person has a style and every style deserves a seat. With over a decade of experience working with hundreds of personal clients, I've learned a thing or two about how to help others have a healthy and holistic approach to navigating how to build a wardrobe that reflects who you are. So pull up your seat and let's get started. There's no such thing as having no style. By getting dressed every day, you inherently are making style choices and therefore you do have a style. The first step in truly understanding your personal style is discovering how it connects to who you are. How do you communicate your personality and preferences through your clothing choices? The BU Style 6 assessment creates the foundation for you to start answering that question. By taking this assessment, you will be able to see your spread of the six style personalities and how they connect to wardrobe characteristics. Read more about the BU Style 6 methodology and take the assessment by visiting www.bu.style and clicking on the Personal Clients tab. That's www. Dot the letters B U dot style. You can also click the link in the show notes. Hello, thank you for coming back to another Where Who You Are Wednesday. As I noted in an earlier episode, I just spent some time in Europe with Paris being one of my stops. So today I'm going to share my observations of French fashion and what I observed very carefully this time as I as I traveled around and met with a lot of different brands and people. But I did pack for 10 days in one carry-on. I don't trust airlines with my luggage if I don't have to. So as a result, I generally make it a point to pack everything in a carry-on. And I do get a lot of questions on how I do it because this isn't necessarily a lot of of people's style. Although I think in the post-pandemic world, there's been a lot of, you know, airline baggage loss, especially last summer. So as such, people are becoming more interested in packing everything in a carry-on so their items don't get lost and ruin their vacation. So first of all, I will say that unless there's a need to dress for a specific experience in which you don't have the right gear um, or a particular cultural fashion standard, like something that requires like modesty considerations, I don't believe in shopping just for a trip. I don't think that you need to go out and buy things just for a trip because then you don't know what you wear and you don't know what mixes and matches as well. So I'd rather you just think ahead. And if you want to integrate some new pieces and plan for an upcoming trip and find these like nuanced things that you're looking for, then I suggest that you plan ahead and put things on your strategic shopping list that will work for your life as well as for the trip. But when it does come to the actual physical packing, for me, it all starts with the shoes and builds from there. So shoes take up the most room. So when you're starting your packing plan, I suggest you select your two to three pairs of shoes wisely, something for the day, something for the evening, and then everything that you put in your suitcase and every outfit you put together must build from the shoes. No last minute throw-ins that then cause you to have to get a big suitcase. So I put together all of my steps and tips on my website resources page at www.bu.style. So if you want to check it out, I've also added it in today's episode notes and it'll take you, that will take you directly to this article. So because I was packed very thoughtfully 
for my recent trip, I was able to spend very little time worrying about my travel outfits and more time really observing the world around me on my trip to uh, London and then to Paris. So we're going to focus on Paris here because I'll back up and say that before style personality language infiltrated my client life and conversations, and actually now, so whenever I get new client calls, one of the ways people describe their ideal style a lot, many, many times has something to do with French chic or Parisian effortlessness. So I'm just going to go out there and say, I don't really believe that this is a particular style because really it's not like French people. If you've been to France or Paris, it's not like French people are walking around in striped shirts with a scarf tied around their neck, berets on their head, carrying a baguette. That is this you know, caricature that we have made of a culture. And in fact, if I were to dissect it, I would usually say what people are referring to in this French chic thing they're talking about is generally a strong mix of polished and classic style personalities with some softer magnetic elements mixed in, depending on the client's particular style inspiration or reference when they are making this reference. So before I get into my observations on French fashion, And what I learned, I will say that being born and raised in the United States, I love so many things about American culture, American style, particularly New York City style. Um, You know, I, I love where I come from. However, as you know, I do believe in travel and new experiences as a way to observe and learn about the world around us, consider our own practices and habits, and maybe internalize and incorporate attitudes, traditions, or habits of other cultures and people outside of our insular worlds. I always believe in expanding and observing. So when I observe and continue to interact with the French, I've observed some constructs that I believe we could consider thinking about adapting in order to create a better relationship with ourselves. And I think that's really where this French chic comes from. So here are a few of my observations that might help some mindset shifts when it comes to connecting your authenticity and personal style. So my first observation when I was in Paris, observation one, the French aren't over-consuming. So I think we have this notion sometimes in the United States that associates the designers and brands that come from France with the consumption habits of the population in the present day. Yes, it's very true. Some of the biggest and most prestigious fashion houses and the legacy of some of the most talented designers come from France. However... The data shows that the French aren't the ones constantly consuming these brands in the present day. So most of the independent designers that I spoke to on my trip said that more than 40% of their sales are to the U.S. or Asian markets. So, of course, I did some research to get the stats to back it up. And these stats certainly do corroborate. So here's what I found from Fashion United's aggregate data. The United States and China have the largest apparel and footwear markets by a landslide, with the U.S. making up almost 25% of our global economy. So on average in the United States, consumers purchase 53 apparel items per year, and they they spent close to $1,000 annually on apparel. So if you think about it, that's an average of more than one item per week purchased. This is opposed to the French who spend on average of 430 euro annually, so it's less than 500 US dollars in conversion. And 
And when you think about this statistic of dollars to dollars, this is not accounting for the fact that this is probably a very watered down statistic that doesn't take into consideration that within the total population, the spread of wealth and large income disparity in the United States, um, it's, it's quite a bit larger than in France. So in those segments of very high income populations, we are consuming a lot of luxury and mid-luxury markets at a very rapid pace. Um, that statistic was on the rise big time in my data and in my, in my research. So the second observation on my French style was um, that we learned that Parisians buy less, but it also appears in my observations that they wear and rewear their pieces. So when I looked around and I visited a lot of different arrondissements, I didn't see a lot of shiny new head-to-toe outfits. I'm sure someone was wearing new pieces, and if they did, it certainly appeared that everything was mixed in with items they had. Everything looked nice. It's not like they were in ragged items, but they looked like items that were theirs, that they'd lived in, that um, everything wasn't head-to-toe shiny and new. And when you wear clothes longer and in different ways, you really do start to build a natural relationship with your wardrobe. Your clothes become like second skin to you. And the more you wear things, you just inherently learn your own taste. You inherently start understanding what mixes and matches with what in your closet and when when you do buy something new. And you really don't fuss with your pieces. You know, when you get something new and the first time, you know, occasionally you're like, "Mm, does this tuck, does this untuck? How do I like to wear it? But then the more that you wear something, you just understand how it drapes on you and it becomes, there becomes an ease to it. So when we talk about this effortless style, this is one way to achieve that by actually knowing your clothes, understanding your clothes, having a relationship with your wardrobe. You don't have to spend time overthinking and overanalyzing in the mirror how something looks on you or how one piece of clothing functions with the other pieces of clothing in your wardrobe. You just know. You just really know it like you know your food preferences and your tastes. You know, those you develop your tastes when you you know, from an early age, you start to understand the flavor profiles you like, and they develop and shift slowly over time, especially the more you try new things or try old things again that you didn't like before. But the point is, it's a natural knowing and a natural evolution. Now, wouldn't it be cool if you could get to the point in which you had the same relationship with your own style taste and understanding of your wardrobe? I think that would be such a cool world and it would really eliminate a lot of that overthinking that we tend to do here or that you know, idea of chasing other fashions and chasing all of these trends. The third observation that I made and that I learned is that French people don't rely on external compliments. So this is a cultural insight that's coming directly from French people I know and uh, one of my closest friends and other conversations that I've had and that I've observed. Again, I'm not saying anything is right or wrong or I prefer one way or another. In fact, I don't think it's really black and white, but I'm just giving you some food for thought. So think about it. When you put on an outfit, if you get a compliment, do you use that as validation? What if you take a lot of time putting an outfit together and you don't get a compliment? What does that do mentally mentally to you and to your psyche and your relationship with that outfit or that article of clothing you put on? Well, in France, compliments don't generally come easy. You know, you might get a, that's all right, or you look nice here and there, but it's not likely going to be a gushing over how fab you look, how amazing something is. That's just not their way of life. That's not how they interact. So let's connect the psychological dots on this one. If you're not getting a lot of compliments, 
your image and style has to really come from within, right? From an internal acceptance and confidence because you can't really rely on external validation to feed it to you. Of course, this is just a part of their culture. So it really all starts to come inherently early at a young age. So you really, from a young age, aren't looking to, you know, walk into a room and everyone say, oh my gosh, you look so pretty in that dress. So people have to learn how to just have a natural confidence. So when we talk about this idea of confidence, you know, here we look for it externally a lot and how to build it because our culture is a culture that relies on getting compliments. As such, with the adults that I interacted with in France, there seemed to be much less of a focus on buying like what's deemed hot or trendy because they're not looking to chase something in order to get noticed. So in fact, in a casual setting, there really wasn't a lot of even talk about fashion or people's clothing or even like what's in in the industry, even when I was with fashion people. The fourth observation I made is that the wardrobe choices that I saw generally aligned to the environments that people were in versus dressing to shout out individuality. This is where the classic polished soft style style personalities come in. So my colleague and friend and I visited multiple neighborhoods and with each arrondissement, there really were different nuances in the fashion vibe. But within those areas, it was pretty similar. Um, Also, in every restaurant that we went to, people were generally nicely dressed, but they definitely matched the vibe and the dress code of the space. For example, we spent a really lovely afternoon at a museum where we had a beautiful lunch in the rooftop restaurant. It really was a beautiful space and it was clearly posh. In fact, the actor who opened the restaurant was dining with a large group there. So as my colleague and friend, as we observed the patrons, we noticed that everyone was dressed properly for the space and to really align to the environment. We didn't observe any avant-garde fashion or unexpected fashion choices, bright colored hair, or like anything like that, or, or anything uber casual, any uber casual streetwear. Everyone was really dressed just to be appropriate. So of course, then we like further observed and dissected, and there were some really, really lovely outfit combinations that were executed with a really high level of taste and a fashionable eye. And then others were just like, just that they were proper, they were understated, but really respectful to the space. In fact, uh, one story, there was this really lovely couple sitting next to us and they'd been married for, I think they said 49 years. They both looked superbly chic. Now, I usually hate the word chic because it's been bastardized over the years, but I really don't use it a lot unless I think it really fits the bill. It really did this time. So my friend started a conversation with this couple and neither of them were in the fashion industry, but the wife clearly was interested in it and she had a really high level of taste. So we talked about my career. We talked about the exhibit that we were all there to see um, and a few other things. And so we took the opportunity to ask about her style choices. And she said for her, it was very classic, but she'd collected and updated things over the years. And she really had her own keen eye um, and, and taste. And so mimicking her own tastefully polished wardrobe was her husband's um, outfit and his shirt was perfectly coordinating with his blazer Uh, and like there was a brown check in the shirt and the blazer was the same color check. So we noticed that too. So we asked him about his outfit and we said, oh, are you interested as well? And he uh, looked over and he pointed to his wife and said, well, I have a stylist too. So we learned that she's been setting out his outfits every day since the day they were married. Even when she goes out of town, she will look ahead and lay out all of his wardrobes. So today's wardrobe plan was clearly considering their day's events and aligning to the space, a lovely exhibit and a really nice lunch together. So observation five. 
French chic isn't a style. Like all individuals of the world, the French people have personal styles that are individual that happen to, as a general culture, be rooted in an extension of their culture and attitudes and communities. So all of the examples I just gave, these are just an extension of their cultural attitudes. So think about it. The United States was founded from the belief in self-expression and rebellion. We're a young country in comparison, and our societal style culture carries much of that, that belief in individuality, self-expression, some rebellion, innovation. That's what our culture is, and our style mimics it. Again, none of it's right or wrong. It's just a product of the environments and societies in which we are born, raised, and surrounded. So as we grow and experience the world differently, we adapt and evolve our experiences, some more drastically than others. So when I was in France, what I did see was a culture of pleasure and connection. They were slower. They connected with their friends, with their food with, and drinks over long lunches and dinners. I wasn't rushed when I met people into one meeting and another. I wasn't chasing the next thing. Instead, I was able to really start building relationships with the people that I met, the brands, the designers and others really slowly and intentionally. So I wasn't given a sales pitch. I didn't feel like a dollar sign. And I feel like all of this extends in their culture to their wardrobes and clothing choices. They don't rush into trends, brands, or constant consumption, constant consumption, because that's not part of their overall lifestyle. So you probably won't hear a French person speak about this value as that they hold, because again, it's just part of their way of life. So I observed an unspoken intentionality in their relationship with the world around them, with themselves, with the clothing they put on their bodies. And this is when it all becomes effortless and quote unquote cool. When it becomes part of you that you don't have to overthink your wardrobe choices, that is what effortless really is when you do have a relationship with what you're putting on your bodies. So instead of chasing a fashion and culture that isn't yours, I tell you all of this because I want you to really, again, internalize this and start to learn how to have your own relationship with your own wardrobe and personal style. This really is a great way to start wearing who you are, not who the French, the English, the Italians, the Japanese, who anyone else is, who you are. Have a good week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to follow along for episode news, updates, and other bonus style insights on Instagram through my business account at BU Style. That's the letters B, U, and Style. Or my personal account at Natalie underscore Tincher. And don't forget to subscribe to Where Who You Are wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again and see you next time.